It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Hey, when people mess with my buttons. Wow, that was loud this morning. Yes, it was. Right. Hell, good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Friday, right? Yes, it is Friday. Wow. The week has been messed up because of just the snow and... And we, you, we get into a rhythm throughout a season, and now the rhythm's being thrown off. But we're at Friday, and we've started some postseason play. I got to see, uh, well, the defending D1 state champs go on and play a school essentially an eighth of their size. But credit to Cardinal Mooney for taking that game. They went from having to play Cabrini to De La Salle in the span of about four hours. Well, I mean, the, we did see history, or you saw history at yes, least. Yes, I did. During well, that game. Yep, Trent Rice became only the sixth Cardinal Mooney player to ever reach 1,000 points. We'll talk about that. Um, I'm sure there's more. And I know we said we were going to do the draft, but we weren't accounting on Port here on High releasing four finalists for their logo. And... We'll have to talk about it, Dennis. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in our final segment. We're going to kick off, though. High school hockey playoffs are underway um, in spite of the first night we were going to cover getting canceled. They'll get that done tonight now because of the, uh, the bad weather, or this afternoon, I should say. But we did have a game last night, uh, a couple, actually, and we'll get into that when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Derek Lean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Lean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and Brady on a Friday, and the high school hockey playoffs are underway. Uh, regional in Division uh, One, no, Division Two. Yeah, Division One moved, is the PH. They, one. They've moved all the districts <laughs> or divisions around, and hockey's a little different because for a long time, Division One was basically just the open division. Like, hey. You want to be in here, you can, or if you're a super combined team like PH or in D1. So, yeah. I mean, Northern's been in, I think, the last three years, D3, D1, and D2. Yeah, they've bounced around quite a bit. And the reason you, know, you go, well, how is PH with 11 kids in a higher division? It's because PH technically is PH, Marine City, St. Clair, Yale, and Memphis. Yes. Which that combines for like, and whether they get kids from those other schools or not, <laughs> they get the attendance from those schools, and that's why they're up in the high division. Right. So, anyways, uh, be that as it may, Northern De La Salle, De La Salle came in ten and fifteen. They're an okay team. They're they're big. They're bigger than Northern, um, but and they're better. They're the better team, and they won the game seven to four. And they deserve to win the game. But Northern's not that far behind this team. Uh, the first time they played at McMoran a couple weeks ago, the final was 6-3. to three, And it was a similar kind of game in that in the third period, it was up for grabs right. still. And then they got a couple of late goals, one into an empty net. Similar kind of circumstances here. Northern was still in the game. And, you know, the, they... They got a goal, and they got an empty net goal. So as far as the teams were concerned, they both played really hard in this one. They both gave a real honest effort. Who I'm disappointed in this morning, and I don't like to do this, because ultimately they didn't play a role in the outcome of the game. De La Salle won. They would have won regardless, and these guys were awful for both sides. Really? The but this is a playoff game, and these three gentlemen needed to be better. They did not have their A game. Really? Uh, they look like they're going through the motions to me because I couldn't understand anything that they were doing, and I've watched a lot of hockey. So, all right, just, again, reiterating, did not affect who won Did not lost. affect who, who won the game. The, 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 again, the better team won the game. 
De La Salle was up by three goals for a large portion of this game. Northern would chip away and get back. But So was it like that they thought the game was going to get canceled and then they I went, ah. You know, I don't know because right, I guess we'll go. at least two of the guys worked the game before, and the game before was a hell of a hockey game. And I only saw the third period, but it was a great third period. And they kept up. It was high tempo, and they kept up with the pace. Um, they called a, a penalty shot that was a perfect call. Uh, I mean, they did a good job for the period that I saw the game before. Then they came out for this one. Okay, so I, I don't have benefit of a replay. I'd right. sure like to see a replay of the first goal. I thought it was icing. I don't know how it couldn't have been icing unless it touched somebody and a waist-high shot down the ice. I think I would have seen it touch somebody. It was a, like a, the kid just rifled it up the center of the ice, waist-high. It went past everybody down to the end. I'm like going, oh, this will be icing against De La Salle, and all of a sudden it's, oh, no, they waved it off. De La Salle kid gets there first. Out in front, bang, it's in the net. one nothing De La Salle. Because- Why wasn't that icing was, was my response to it. It was like, it's it's one nothing pilots. Why wasn't that icing? And the icing rule in high school is a little different than what you might be used to. Yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as it right. doesn't no matter t- who's close, it's no or touch who's winning icing. races or anything like that. You shoot the puck down and it goes over the well, end line. I guess it's, it's icing. Technically automatic icing because yes, no touch is a race to the hash marks. It's it's, it's automatic. Uh, there there's no. Well, that guy would have got there first, so it's no. It's nothing like that. Um, and I don't think these guys officiate in higher leagues so that they would get their rule. Because I've seen that happen before. Right. Um, uh, in the minor leagues, for a while, not everybody did the same things. Some leagues had their own rules. Some leagues follow NHL rules. And you get guys that do both leagues, you know, because they're more of, like, geographical. So one night they're in Toledo or Kalamazoo right. doing an East Coast League game. The next night they're in Flinderport, Huron, doing an IHL game or whatever the case may be, and, and the rules aren't always the same. I have seen guys screw up doing that. Mm-hmm. But it, it again, unless I miss something and unless it hits somebody somewhere along the line, it looked like pretty blatant icing to me, and it ended up being a goal to make it one to nothing. Then it was uh, three straight penalty calls against Port Huron. There were penalties. Mm-hmm. Not saying they weren't, but things were happening at both ends of the ice is all I'm going to say about that. But don't worry. They made up for it later in the game when all of a sudden there were some late power plays for Northern and kids from De La Salle were getting tackled on empty net chances with no calls. So, I mean, it was just, it was a three-ring circus as far as these guys were concerned. Gotcha. At, 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 twice during the third period, early in the third period, blatant penalties that should have been called to give Northern a power play. Louis Nowakowski at one point thought he was thrown out of the game. He left the bench and was halfway across the ice because he thought he'd been ejected. And they're like, nope, go back to your bench. You're still in the game. We're just giving you a a two-minute bench minor. Now with six minutes in the game in a close game, we're going to punish you by making you shorthanded, even though we've let blatant – and then when when that ended up in a goal, guess who got the next two power plays? Port Huron Northern won. They called a high stick against a kid. For De La Salle. He was standing by himself. <laughs> the play was over along the boards, and it was a really good hit into the boards. 
and, and, I, and I'm praising the kid for a great defensive play, and all of a sudden they're stopping action and calling a penalty, and I'm like, wait, that's not a penalty. He, he, he angled the kid off, and it was a nice, clean hit, and, and then a kid from the other side of the ice, there were no northern players on that side of the ice. Who did he high stick? A teammate? His goalie? Himself? I'm just still not over that. I've never seen a coach think he was ejected. And yeah, not. Louis was halfway across the ice, and they're like, no, go back to your bench. We're not throwing you out, but we are punishing your team by giving you a, a two-minute penalty here. So, and then uh, Did he earn the penalty? I don't know what he said. But was he demonstrative? Because sometimes, no. okay, because you know sometimes you can tell just by there are coaches that are very expressive and very I, I, animated, he, he, and sometimes what, you can what, tell whatever he, whatever he said, and I didn't hear, hear it. I mean, I mean, I don't know. And there are times coaches will say with their hands in their pocket, very quietly, some magic words no, too. I, he he apparently said enough of a magic, but I mean ugh, the De La Salle coach said things to him too because they're inexplicable and and they had an, another play where they stopped and they debated the two officials debated where a face-off was supposed to be and i'm like there there's two circles in the zone pick one and drop the damn puck this isn't the nhl it doesn't make that big of a deal if they're in the left circle or the right circle right drop the puck and let's play hockey what uh, are we standing around for debating which side we're going to drop the puck on uh I feel like this is you. I'm looking at me after the Marysville Marine City football game <laughs> when it, there was just things that blew your mind because, yeah, I don't think very rarely, if ever, do we come on here and question judgment calls. Like, hey, sometimes you see it one way so, and it happens in real time, but it's the, I don't know, the just wackiness or the, the, inexplicability of some things that is what we do end up questioning. But Northern put up a good fight against De La Salle. Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Cause, Sorry. Cause, all right. So now it's a it's a 5-3 to three game, and I am positive. Uh, the kid's name is Colton Fuqua. He sniped one right up under the crossbar into the upper corner to make that a 6-3 to three hockey game. He buried it. I am uh, I am put it in a soup. Ninety nine point nine percent sure he scored a goal and the guy was standing right there and he waved it off, said no, it hit the crossbar. There was no sound, no noise, nothing. But the, he said the puck hit the crossbar, and I'm going, Did that look like a goal to me? This is a huge break for Northern. Uh but as as fate would have it, um later in the shift he got another chance and he did bury it and they couldn't say that it didn't go in. So he ended up getting the goal to make it six to three. Um, but anyways, to the game. <laughs> so I didn't think the the first goal the first goal was suspect to me. I thought it should have been icing. Maybe I missed something. Second goal was a power play goal by uh, Dylan Blackwood. Northern had the puck five feet from the blue line. Got to get it out. They had mm-hmm. two guys there. They had possession. That puck's got to come out. It didn't, and Blackwood made him pay with a long shot through a screen that, that got in to make it 2 to nothing. Then a kid named Keegan James scored the third goal late in the uh, first period. A rush up the left wing, he got around the outside of the defense, and then he cut to the net uh, like Brendan Shanahan. And he made a nice finish on the backhand, and, and, and that was a nice goal. And all of a sudden, I'm going, you know, it's 3 nothing, and Northern's really not playing that bad. Right. You know, it, it's not like they've been dominated this period. 
But De La Salle has been very opportunistic, and they've like basically buried their three good chances to score. Um, and uh, before I could finish that thought, Northern scored with four seconds left in the period because uh, De La Salle coughed up the puck out in front, and Bryson Smith set up Tim Monahan for a, a nice play. So it's three to one after one, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, with the late goal, that kind of salvages it a little bit for Northern. They're not really out of this game. Then another early penalty call in the second put uh, Northern shorthanded. Third straight De La Salle power play. Northern hadn't had a power play yet. Bang, they score to make it 4-1. to one. And you're like, ooh, that's a backbreaker. Right. 27 seconds later, Northern gets a bounce. Puck ends up on Paul Chino's stick right in the slot. He buries it. It's 4-2, to two, and you're like, oh, they're right back in it. No, no harm done. And, and I even said, I said, Northern's going to get the next power play, folks. <laughs> like, it, it's been three. And guess who got the next two power plays? Northern. Port here on Northern. Didn't do anything with them. Uh, late in the uh, second, kid named Bryson Rao got his second goal of the game to make it 5-2 De La Salle after two. And you're like, well, the way this one is going, probably not a whole lot of hope for, for the Huskies. Like, to, to – to get three, they just weren't at that point. They weren't generating a lot of scoring chances, right? Um, and in, and in fact, I just said, boy, it's been a long time since Northern's had a chance. And they won a faceoff, and they parted like the Red Seas. And Bryson Smith went right to the net off the faceoff. Um, the goalie made the first save, but Bryson stayed with it, jammed it in, makes it five to three. That was at eight twelve of the the period. Then the situation with. Louis happened right where he's out of the game. He's not out of the game, but it's a penalty against Northern. They scored. No, they didn't score. Then they did score, and it's six to three. <laughs> Who gets the next two power plays? Port here on Northern. There you go. It's late in the game now, and the power plays are five to two for De La Salle, and these guys probably don't want the score sheet to look uh, too lopsided. So, boom, penalty. Huskies on the power play. They pull the goalie. Go to six on four. Bang. Tanner Scotcher gets a goal. Great possession. Like Northern, it was the only power play of the game where Northern got possession, got set up, moved it around, and were actually running plays, trying to get a specific shot. Right. And second time around, they got the shot they wanted, and Scotcher buried it. So now it's six to four, and there's still three minutes to go in the game. And boom, arm comes right back up again. Another penalty to De La Salle. Northern pulls the goalie. Extra attacker on the uh, ice. And a kid named Hunter Hoberg, who scored two goals this year, both against Northern. Really? He had the opening goal in the game a couple weeks ago at McMorrin. Uh, and this time, from just inside his own blue line, he was just shooting it out because they can they're shorthanded, so they can right. ice it. He was icing the puck to kill time off the penalty, and it was kind of a curling shot. And it just, like, sometimes you see him go a centimeter wide. This one went a centimeter to the right side and just caught inside the post um, for a a shorthanded empty net goal. And that put the game to bed with about two minutes to go um, and made it 7-4. to But to that point, you're like, you know, they just scored six on four. They get it to six to five. And you're sweating if you're De La Salle. Yeah, and anything can happen at that point. 
Um, but once it got to seven to four, okay, game over, lights out, and I'm going to complain a little bit about how bad the officials were. Right. But again, not to the point where it cost either side the game. They were equally bad both ways. Both teams were looking at those guys like, you know, with their hands up in the air going, I, I don't understand what you're doing. Gotcha. So. So Northern season comes to an end, and, you know, I feel like they played better what their final record ends up being. They only end up with, what, five wins yeah, on the year? five 20 and one won't impress you, but this is a very, very young team. Yes. I think they only have five, four seniors or five seniors. No, it's four seniors. It was there on senior night. Right. They started, and they had to have a couple of younger players on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> so they they only lose four players, and their leading scorer comes back next year. So I, I, I think this is a, a, a northern hockey team that's going to show improvement, uh, and, and I think they have two young goaltenders with a lot of promise. I thought, you know, you go, oh, they gave up seven goals last night. I thought Baumgartner did a pretty good job in goal. Right. Like, I, I, I think he's solid. And there were a couple of times Evan Alcomo was out of – he was out of his mind in the St. Mary's game at McMoran Arena. Um, mm. So, I mean, uh, th- there are some upsides for Northern. And, and like I say, they don't lose a ton of players. Yeah. So, the 5-20-1 the and 20 and one record won't turn heads. But I feel like they were very competitive in a lot of games. Yes, they took probably, what, half a dozen games on the chin where – it was seven, eight, nothing. But yeah, brother Rice, right? CC was a Catholic Central. Yeah, that's going to happen to you. But I don't know. I just they're doing that away, to everybody. I go away feeling that this Northern team didn't get the fate they deserved. No, I, I again, I, I didn't think they played all that awful last night. The problem was is when they did make a mistake, De La Salle capitalized on most of their mistakes. Um, and, and again, De La Salle's not a great, uh, they're 11 and 15 now, right? They're, they're not world beaters and I'll say that and they'll go on and win a state title. But I mean, Northern, Northern's not that far behind them. Right. So that was one of the two hockey games last night. And apparently we picked the wrong one cause there's a, one for the ages with Thumb Legion. Well, I mean, and I didn't see this coming because Thumb Legion has played Taos this year and smoked them most. I mean, like smoked them. You know, it's hard to keep beating the same team over and over again. And look this, at look at Portion and Grand Blank. I know that wasn't a playoff game, but Grand Blank had beat them like seventeen to two in the two games, and and PH, PH beat them in overtime the last time in overtime and Taos tried to flip the script on Thumb Legion. Yeah, so so this one was 5-4 for Thumb Legion in double overtime. I know who got the goals, I don't know who got the game winner. Uh but Caleb Lettner had a goal and an assist, so he's up to 46 goals on the season now. Uh Matt Cummings had a goal and an assist. Colton Hooper had a goal and an assist. Chase Talaski, who's been red hot, had a goal and an assist, and Wyatt Ryan had the other goal. Uh, in that uh, game, uh, and, uh, you know, Thumb Legion was supposed to win this game. They do win the game, just not the way I thought they would win the game. Like, I, I honestly thought they'd mercy Thomas. Right, but, hey, you get you get the win. Is yeah. that the first playoff win for Thumb Legion? You know, that's a good I'm question. pretty sure that's their first playoff win 
for Thumb Legion. Because uh, I've uh, I've seen two of their playoff games. And they, they lost a really good one to Marysville, mm-hmm. I think three to one. And then last year they lost two to one to whoever they were playing in the early rounds, Eisenhower or, or somebody. Yeah, and they, I think this might be the first Thumb Legion playoff win. And if not, it's number two or number three. Yeah. Either way, they haven't had a lot of them. And Thumb Legion, hey, enjoy it. I believe they go on what to play Powers now. Yeah, they're going to play Flint Powers uh, next, uh, and that's obviously the team that's favored to win that region. They're the host team. They're also the best team. They beat Northern seven to one, I think, when they played this year. Uh, and I'm while, while I think Caleb Letner would be the best player on the ice, Northern's got a better team than Thumb Legion. You're right. I'm comfortable with saying that. Yes. Um, so. At any rate, uh, it's it was a nice win for them, and, and they've got another game. And, hey, I, I thought Thumb Legion would smoke Taos, and it was a double overtime game. So maybe Thumb Legion can do something against Flint Powers. Right. So Marysville's off until Monday. Yeah, which I if you're going to be off, might as well wait till after the weekend. So you don't – I don't like the stop-start. I like having the whole region or district in one week. That district, to me, is wide open. Yeah, I mean, Marysville could win their region or they could be out in the first game. It yeah, really uh, is. The first game's the big one. Yeah, they, they play Liggett. Uh, and then, I mean, Cranbrook and Bishop Foley, those are two teams that aren't very good. Right. Um, and then the winner of that game plays Country Day. I know nothing about Country Day. You know, Day in another year, this might be the district of death or the region of death, I should say, with four teams that are like if Marysville is clicking on all cylinders and some Liggett and Cranbrook teams of the past, and if Country Day is good, you're going, oh, my God, this is going to be a bloodbath. You should just get a trip to the semifinals if you win this one. But this year it's ripe for the taking. Yeah, so not knowing much about Country Day. Their record is 13-8-4. Um, Liggett is 15-9-1, and, and Marysville 17-8. and eight. Right. So, the to me, the two best teams uh, in the field are playing each other right off the bat in this semifinal game. Mm. So, uh, Marysville plays Liggett, and the winner of that game will play Country Day. Winner, well, I assume it'll be Country Day, against whoever wins between Cranbrook and Bishop Foley, who combined this year to win nine games. Right. They were 9-40, and 40, the two teams combined. So, big first one for Marysville. That's not till next week. Uh, that'll do it for hockey. Well, PH oh, sorry. was, oh, PH was is snowed tomorrow. out That's on right. Wednesday. They're going to play today at 4 o'clock in Mount Clemens against Lance Cruz Unified, um, and I'll be at that one. Um, and Anchor Bay is also in that region. They play Saturday night at 7. And you're going to try to go do that one. I'm going to try to go do that one. Well, as long as weather cooperates, I just feel like we haven't been doing much lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to get out and do an extra game this week. All right. Well, uh, I was at a basketball game last night. De La Salle and Cardinal Mooney. And Dennis, the two takeaways um, really don't have a lot to do with the actual result of the game. All right. Well, we'll talk about that uh, in just a moment. We'll take a break first. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. 
When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady on this uh, Friday. Let's switch gears to basketball. Only one boys game to talk about. Uh, Again, everything got... uh, Sleeted out, snowed out, whatever. And I don't think there was a ton slated for yesterday to begin with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll keep this part actually uh, pretty short because it is Mooney de La Salle. Mooney was supposed to play Cabrini at the start of the day. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming Cabrini said, yeah, we're not making that trip up. That's a long way. So Mike McAndrews just threw it out there, said, we have officials. Who wants to play? And De La Salle said, well, we want to play. And he said, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and, well, it went about how you'd expect. Uh, De La Salle is a school, if, if you're unaware and you're listening to us for the first time, a school with 1,160 kids in an all-boys school. Mooney has 168 co-ed kids in their school. So, basically, uh, 
85 boys to 1,160. And I give Mooney credit for taking the game. There are a lot of coaches that wouldn't. And, well, De La Salle won 79-38, and that was about what was expected. I think they hit a dozen threes in the game. They had a kid come off the bench and hit four in a row in the third quarter after, like, not playing at all. He just came <laughs> in and went bang, 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 bang. It's like, okay, that's not fair. If this game was competitive, he wouldn't have been playing. Yeah. But, anyway, not going to dissect and the game. And he could probably start for most of the teams in the area. Not going to talk about the uh, the actual game because there's not a lot to dissect from a 41-point win in a game that really should have been about a 41-point spread. Um, I'm sure Mooney wishes they played a little better, but Dennis, I'll let you pick. Do you want me to go the De La Salle angle or the Cardinal Mooney angle first? Well, let, let's do Cardinal Mooney first and, and talk about Trent okay. Rice. Trent Rice goes over 1,000 points in his career. He gets an and one with like, 35 seconds left to go in the game and puts him over a thousand. That's a hell of a milestone. Like, I don't think some people might realize how difficult that is because, for reference, okay, a thousand points. So you are guaranteed, if you start as a sophomore, you are guaranteed 63 games because you have your first game of districts. So, assuming. That's the minimum. You have to score almost 16 points a game for your three years. If you play as a freshman, that bumps it up to 84, but that's still averaging a dozen points a game since you're a freshman. So that means if you miss any time. And unless your name is Tyler Jamison or Alex Jamison, or Cam Haru, or you know, Mira Moreland. Braylon Franz. Braylon Franz. You don't score 12 points a game as a freshman. No. So any games you miss, those are zeros. Any games maybe you just don't play well, that's one, two. So with every one of those, you have to make up for with 20, 25, 30-point games to make up for maybe a game where you scored four. Or, hey, you had the flu for a week, so you missed two games. Don't. Those still count as zeros. So 1,000 points is not an easy thing to do. One, it says a lot about durability. Two, it says you've been a damn good basketball player for a while. And three, it, it's kind of rarefied air. He's only the sixth Cardinal Mooney player ever to do that. And, and they've had some really good basketball players yes. in that program. Yes. Boys and, and girls. And the other thing, you kind of have to develop early. Like – you can't be a guy that blooms late because then you have two seasons to get there. You can't show up as a junior and start scoring a ton because now you have to score 500 points or so in a season. And it, it's, it's a really hard formula to get down. And we were thinking about all the other players who had scored 1,000, and it's rarefied air. I know in girls' basketball, Mary Langeman got there. I'm pretty sure Caitlin Kane got there. I don't know if the COVID year hurt her, but I think – she still got over a thousand points in her career. Tyler Jamerson, he's the exception. He blew past in his junior yeah. year. He's at like he, there was an off chance. If Tyler Jamerson's career started now and he had four full seasons of twenty-two games, he might have gotten to two thousand points. Like, I think he's going to end up yeah. in like seventeen, eighteen hundred points for a career that one was cut short due to COVID, and two, uh, yeah, he had to play as a freshman at times and it was on a really good freshman team where he wasn't the focal point so and they and again um for northern at least 
the first three years, no deep playoff runs. Right. So, so it's maybe, basically one or two games in the district, and that's it. Right. If you got a good draw, hey, you got an extra game. But, yeah, it wasn't like he had the opportunity. Actually, his freshman year got cut off because of COVID before yeah. a district final. And his sophomore year, he only he lost like eight to ten games. So he – is going to be cut a little short, and I'm sure his little brother's saying, ooh, that makes the record easier for me to go get. <laughs> but I digress. There's not a lot of players that get to 1,000. Um, I believe, I have to imagine Hunter Soper got there. I think him, I don't know if Tyler Johnson did as well, but if he didn't, he was damn close. Um, I'm sure Jake Townsend got there. I don't know if he got there because, remember, one, he had some time cut off, yeah. and he, I don't, he didn't play as a freshman on varsity. And the sophomore year was he was playing with Hunter Soper and Tyler Johnson. So there, he's a he's a really good example, a great player, a scorer, but not everything broke right. He had some injury problems earlier, and he played behind two all-time greats at Cross Lex and a guy that you would automatically peg as a thousand-point scorer. I don't think got there for Cross Lex and. You would think he would be the guy to do it. Like it takes a lot to do it, and it's kind of a, a career achievement award, and it's it's that plateau that you don't you can't accidentally get to a thousand points. Hey, you might be in a down year, you can get all league. You can be first team and well the league wasn't good or this or that. A thousand points is a thousand points, and that's incredible, especially for a kid that basketball isn't his first sport. I know. <laughs> like it's that's crazy. that's the crazy part is he's gonna go be a college baseball player and he scored a thousand points in high school and basketball might be his third sport because he was a great quarterback oh well wide receiver jake oh i thought i was talking about trent rice oh no yeah i was trent. talking about trent rice with that okay. one i was like I, no he was I thought you were still no on jake. I, I moved back to trent rice <laughs> okay. but he um yeah oh you're right about yeah. that too yeah he's a college college baseball player and he's scores a thousand for Cardinal Mooney like that's incredible and he also had time taken away due to COVID I mean he probably had five to ten games just gone so it's just he he deserves his roses a thousand points is impressive whenever someone gets to a thousand points that's that thing that there's a lot of good high school players and not a lot of them get to a thousand because again basically have to play at minimum I would say you have to start from day one as a sophomore and then averaging 15, 16 points a game for three years is pretty darn tough. Did you get to 500? I think I probably got there. I know I didn't. <laughs> 500, <laughs> I think I did. But. I didn't get to 100. And that's the other thing. Like, you have to play in an offense that kind of dictates points because, like, all right, well, I'll use North Branch girls basketball, for example. Their, their whole system is not predicated on scoring. So you're scoring – 35 to 50 points a game and you need to get a third of that a fourth of that every single game if you're a player on that team trying to get to a thousand so that's the other thing is playing for Mooney a more run and gun system it lends itself a little more to that but it just it's a really hard feat to get to to a thousand so Trent Rice deserves his roses anyone who gets to a thousand deserves that because I bet you there's some programs around here that it's been a long time since someone has gotten to a thousand points yeah like I don't know the last Port Huron player to do it I don't know the last Marysville player to do it 
St. Clair, I think, has been a while. I, I'm maybe Ben Davidson. I, got I would there. assume Davidson. I would got guess to he was, the, but that's going. That's longer ago than you want to admit that he was <laughs> in a Saints uniform. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if anyone from Richmond has got there because remember, some of these players for Richmond didn't kind of burst onto the scene till last year when they were juniors yeah. or the end of their sophomore year, and that's almost too little, too late. And with how many good players there are on that team, there are nights where their usual leading scores will score five, will score six. Makes it a little tougher and puts you behind the eight ball. So, yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird because we, we know that Rice got there. We know that Jamison has gotten there. Obviously, Gaden Muxlow's got 1,000 points. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume he does. Yeah. I, I never uh, maybe in the last saw. two years he's had 1,000 points. But, yeah, points. I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say Gaden Muxlow has scored 1,000. Yes. Because this year he has put up a ton. Yeah. And he scored a lot last year, too. And his sophomore year as well. But, yeah, there's a lot of programs that I bet you if you go ask, hey, who is your last 1,000-point scorer, you might be going back 15, 20, 25 years to get to the last 1,000-point scorer. Like, I really couldn't tell you for Marysville who the last one was on the boys' side. Because a lot of those players you remember either didn't play a ton as sophomores or weren't high scorers as sophomores or didn't play in a system that scored a lot. Like, you might be going back to the early 2000s for Marysville and finding something like that. Again, for Port Huron, might be about the same time frame. So that just tells you how rare it is for that to happen. Yeah. I just, like, I'm, I'm trying to think back, like, because uh, I've I've seen a little bit more big red Marysville basketball than a lot of other programs, right? And, but again, yeah, it's it, just nothing. They don't always satisfy all the requirements of yeah. you have to basically play since well, you were a freshman or e- sophomore. E- even prior to Jamison at Northern, Weimer would have been the last one to get to a thousand, right? And that's longer ago than I want to admit. Twenty years ago, yeah. So that was the Cardinal Mooney end of things about. Getting to a thousand points, how impressive that is, and how hard it is. Because again, just staying healthy is another component of that. Where you roll an ankle and you're out two weeks, that takes out five games for you sometimes. Yeah. And now you're having to score thirty a game to make up for that. If you want to look at it like that. Now for the other end, why am I worried about a De La Salle angle? Well, we've said all year that De La Salle could be an opponent should Port here on Northern make a regional. That could that's probably the favorite to meet them there. They, now they have to get through Hamtramck. They have to get through Gross Point South. De La Salle does not have an easy road to get there. But I can tell you why De La Salle is, even though they're now 12-8, and eight, they're still ranked as one of the top 10 or 15 teams in the state because, boy, do they have talent, and they have it in spades. Now, I'm not going to go a whole deep dive, but there's two things that I think would – be a, the biggest advantage for De La Salle over Northern. One, their depth. Now, I don't know if it was because it was a low-pressure game at Cardinal Mooney, but they rotated guys in, and there was fall-off, but that's because their starters were so damn good that even good backups aren't going to play, aren't going to be as good as yeah. them. So they have depth. They can go seven, eight, nine deep and give their guys rest where – Northern, we've said, has a good starting five. Maybe you can bring one or two off the bench. But Northern, obviously, in a game like that, is going to have to shorten their bench. And the starters are going to have to be ready to go. Two, the size. Northern's, a, for a high school team, they're pretty big. 
De La Salle's gargantuan. Like, Michael Salaka is, I think, 6'10". He's going to Western, and Northern just doesn't have anyone like that to guard him. Like, they're giving up five, six inches in the post, and all their guards are big. De La Salle's size and depth are going to be what could possibly give Northern fits. Now, do I think De La Salle's this unconquerable beast? Absolutely not. I mean, they're 12-8, and eight, and they haven't lost all those games by a point. Northern very well could beat that team should it come to it. But there's a reason why they won a state title last year. I know they didn't bring everyone back, but they have a lot of talent on that team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I actually – I'm trying to think where I saw them, but I did see part of a game one was night. last year when you went them. to, like, Callahan Hall or yeah, something? Yeah, that, that had to be where it was. I think I saw the second half of their game before Northern played – um, and, uh, yeah, just like you said, they're, they're just so much bigger than everybody else that it's kind of hard, you know, mm-hmm. and that's all their sports. You know, like when they come in for football, they're generally bigger, uh, last night in hockey, they, they're bigger than Northern. Right. You know, they just, yeah, they grow the, big in Warren, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or they just go to all the Warren schools and get all the big guys. If that's all they did, I don't think we'd be <laughs> complaining. So, anyways, that was the only boys game yeah. last night. There were three girls games. Marine City beat Lampfear 55-26. to No surprise there. Armada over Richmond 50-29. to Again, no real surprise there. And Yale beat Elmont 42-31. to And, again, the, those are all results that uh, I kind of expected. Elmont had been playing better. Yeah. I wouldn't have been shocked if they beat Yale. Well, or, I mean, an 11-point game, but I just – Yale's deeper. Yale's the better team. Um, now, tonight, just before we take a break and talk about uh, the PH thing, Richmond at Armada, this, again, Richmond and Crosslex went out. They finished in a tie for the BWAC. This is the most dangerous game that Richmond will play uh, of their remaining games. So it's a 7.30 tip at, at Armada. Uh, this will be a test tonight, and I'll be disappointed if Armada doesn't bring their A game. Oh yeah, this should. Be I'll be a fun disappointed one. if Richmond doesn't bring their A game. And I bet you there's going to be some. Uh, I know. I think Crosslex is playing North Branch, but I bet you there's going to be some flowers or something sent to Armada today. <laughs> Just please, please, you'd be our favorite BWAC opponent if you do this. If you knock off Richmond, yeah. So uh, just that that's one to keep on the radar that I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about on Monday. Yeah, and you'll get to hear what, flying from Mount Clemens to Armada. That's the game plan. So 4 o'clock is when PH Hockey plays. They should be done in time for Worst me. Worst case scenario, what? You're done at 6.15? Yeah, they, they, should, they should be. It should work out that I can get to Armada in time for that game. So. Look for a double. It's usually a seven thirty tip, yeah. right? In the so, BWAC. So unless they have the the fastest games in the world and they start early, we should be fine, and, and I should be able to uh, do both games tonight. Awesome. All right. All right. We'll talk about uh, mascots next. All right. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, Brady, uh, the mascot change at uh, Port Huron High, it's going to happen, and we've got right. some some finalist ideas. Yes. And now they're even getting into logos, I guess. Yeah, so there's four, uh, I'll just say preliminary logos. I don't think these would be the final ones, but 
or at least these are just to give you an idea of what it would look like. Four finalists, Panthers, Red Knights, Red Hawks, Red Storm. Here are the logos, Dennis. This is the first time you're seeing them. Yep. Now, I think some of them look decent. I actually think the Red Hawks one would be really nice if Cassidy didn't exist. Yeah. Because it looks just like Cassidy copied and pasted for Port Huron. Now, it looks really clean, but again, you go, oh, that's Cassidy. And the Panthers one, I think, looks decent. It looks like an old Border Cats logo to me. Yeah, well, that's, again, longer ago. You want to remember. Not I know, kid. but that's what it looks like to me, so I can't get that. I don't like Red Knights, so it doesn't matter. They could have the coolest logo. I'm not going to like it. I just don't like the name. Uh, the Red Hawks one is sharp, um, but, again, I'm, I'm with you. I know they don't play Cassidy, but they're right up the road. And I, uh, The Red Storm logo is nice. I'm not nuts about the name, but that is a nice logo. See, I, the, the Red Storm one was like, I don't mind the name, but I wanted them to work on the logo a bit. Um, but with these four finalists, I mean, again, I like that they're giving you a visual cue. They said they wanted to recommend one by the March board meeting, which I'd assume is in a couple weeks. Now there's community voting going on right now or right now later, um, in the month, I believe. So I like that they're doing that, but it was funny. I made the mistakes of going into the weeds with some of the times Herald's posts on social media about, uh, the finalists and, everyone's up in a storm. The one post had 200 comments. And, you know, I just thought it was really ironic. I don't know if that's the right word. But there's so many people up in arms about this name change, right? It affects them. They're they're always going to cheer for the Big Reds. Whatever. I'm not going to debate whether that they should change the name or not. We never have. It's just, hey, it's happening. So, Nothing that we say or nothing that a lot of the public says is going to change anything. It's been decided. But I find it funny that there's so much outcry for this, and yet of the main five schools we cover on the St. Clair River, Port Huron usually has the least following. Was there this much support when their basketball team won a league title a week and a half ago? Was there this much jubilation when they broke a nearly 20-year streak of not winning league titles? Or did they not really care, and now that there's something that affects them that just requires them to type on a keyboard and not actually go support the team, is that changing it? Because Portion has a very passionate fan base, but it's a little smaller. Like, if you go to a game... Usually at a football game, at a basketball game, at a softball game, you will see the same port here on people. You'd have seen them 10 years ago, and you'll probably see them 10 years from now if they're still around. The core port here on fan base is passionate, and it is strong. I'm not talking about those people, and those are the people listening to this podcast right now. So I'm preaching to the choir. But it's everyone else that wants to yell and complain and do all that. It's going, well... Why don't you support your teams? Yeah, where, 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 are you? where are you on game day? Because, hey, there's decent crowds for the, the port here on basketball games. That gym isn't packed. And if everyone that's complaining goes to the gym, that place would be packed. And it's kind of a big deal that your basketball team just won a league title for the first time since the 0405 season. Like, I think it was, like, the second time they'd won a MAC title ever. That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? 
Don't you think that would get get the fans going? Like, heck, Dennis, you did a lot um, back when you were at the radio station when the girls' basketball team was going 20-0. and 0. Yeah. Was that gym packed to the brim? Not every night. Like, uh, for the Northern a, a game. A rivalry game, yeah, but... For the rest of the time, no, not not really. So that was just something I saw last night that annoyed me because, hey, you want to complain about the mascot change, do all this, claim how passionate of a fan you are, go to a game. Be an actual fan. Support the team because they're giving you a product worth worth of support. Go, go there. And, yeah, I just – I wonder how many of them even know what their their boys basketball team did this year because if you're a if you're one of those core big red fans, you know who Connor Rosenau is, you know who Garrett James is, you know who Dwynell Benjamin is, you know who the Foys are. But anyway, all right. So back here, to these logos. Um, just just oh, real, real quick because all right, you decided to go to Mooney last night at like the last second, right? And we got pretty good support. 17 people listened on, what, maybe an hour of notice? notice? Maybe. Yeah, that was a, oh, I guess the games aren't canceled. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've I've done big red playoff games that didn't have that many people listen. Right. And that's not just us at the radio station. It's been like that, too. It's, yeah. So, it's just. It just bothered me that these people want to complain about this, but Dennis, you do a game where they can clinch the outright league title and crickets. Yeah. You get the the few passionate ones, and again, the ones that are there are awesome. Yeah. They are incredible. You could talk to them. And they're not listening because they're there. Right. (laughs) And you could talk to them about any sport going on in that school, and they know what's going on. But it's the other ones, the ones that aren't listening to this. So I'm yeah, basically but, but yelling now, at a cloud. Su- suddenly they're outraged because the name is going to be different. Right. For a school they probably what? haven't stepped in for yeah. 20 years. And again, we're not debating the merits of whether it should be changed or not. That's a very complex issue that would take an entire show to do. And we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. So we're not <laughs> making a stand either way whether it should or shouldn't be changed. What we are saying is don't complain about something you haven't actually supported in 15 years. Yeah. Or longer. Or you go to the one football playoff game a year. Or you go to the Port Huron yeah, Northern you, you, High you, game. You go to the Crosstown Showdown, and that's it. Right. So, anyway, back to the logos. I like re- The Red Hawks one looks the cleanest. If I can get the Cassidy thing out of my mind, that's probably my favorite one. Because, um, again, Cassidy isn't right on the doorstep. It's an hour away. So, it's not like... And they they don't play them. They're in no. different leagues. It's not like they took muskrats divisions. or something, yeah, or they took no. blue devils, or they took tigers. Like they took a team that's way away. So I think the Red Hawks one looks the slickest. I I kind of like the Panther one. Uh, I it, think that it one just reminds me too much of something else. Well, you and the seven other people that remember it. Still. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just you asked my opinion. I, I gotta give you my opinion. Basically, the only one out of this that I'd be like, ah, really, would be Red Knights. And I actually think the logo doesn't look bad if you made it just the Knights, maybe. But mm-hmm. I don't know what a Red Knight is. Um, I get you want to kind of keep that theme, but. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like the sword. Like the sword's out of place. It's like it's coming out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't think these are 
if it gets voted on and recommended, these are the logos and it can't change forever. Yeah, no, I know. But, again, I think Port Huron Panthers has a nice ring to it. I think that is a – that's smooth. The Port Huron Redhawks, again, the logo looks clean. You can do a lot with it. You can keep, like, the feather aesthetic going with some of the logos. And then the Red Storm, I think, is unique enough that it would make you stand out. And you can do a lot of fun stuff with it. I'd rather be the big storm. The big storm. The big storm. Yeah, compared <laughs> to the small storm. Yeah, compared to a red storm. I've never seen a red storm. Eh. I don't know. If you want to re- you want to reach, you could say what the what's the old sailor saying, like red sky at night or something. Yeah, or but th- that means you're going to have good weather. Oh well, reds in the morning it's bad weather, isn't it? No, it's red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky at dawn, sailors. Yeah, so at, at, at mo- in morning at dawn. So <laughs> anyway, um, those are the logos. Again, I think I, I like that the way they've handled it. I might not like every pick they've made. Like I wanted Pride on here um, along with some others. But I, yeah, I like, thought Pride was a good one. I thought so. I thought the airplane one was a good the one. Red the Red Tails. The Red Tails. So those ones I wanted on there. But hey, I'm, we're, we're two people. I like how decisive they've been and how clear-cut they've been and how swift they've been with this process. They did it the right way. We're retiring it at the end of the year. All right, here's our, what, 12 semifinalists. Here's our four finalists. We're going to have – you're going to – community's going to vote. We're going to take it in, and we're going to wait till someone gets a majority, and we're going to then recommend it in March. That way we have six months or so until the football season kicks off to get everything ready for it. They have done this, I think, very well because Sandusky, it took them a year and a half just to get a name. And, and they, they kind of – like it wasn't well thought out, and they no. kind of – Kicked it around. Although, in the end, I kind of like Wolves. I'm already used to it, and I kind of like it. Right. So, So, anyway, um, that'll do it. We'll be back Monday. And, yes, I know I've been promising the the girls' basketball draft. That will happen. We won't forget it. And I think that would be a good way to kick off the districts. Yes, it would be. Uh, Because those start on Monday, too. So, we'll we'll have a good show come uh, Monday for you. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.